A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Matt Wyke. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on, Jeff? Waiting for this caffeine to kick in. Yeah, I, uh, you know, before the show, we always have a discussion about the show, and maybe other stuff, like things we don't want to discuss on the air, because they're a little too, you know, whatever, and um, it usually takes like maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I use that to gauge how the recording's going. So I record that little back and forth and I, to see how, you know, how we sound. And uh, this uh, today I noticed I kept scrolling through our recording and I couldn't find a spot where you're talking. I was doing all the talking, so uh, hopefully... I was sleeping. <laughs> hopefully that, uh, that uh, Starbucks kicks in or whatever it is. What kind of coffee are you drinking? Uh, you know what? It's it's donut shop. It's those Keurig K cups. I'm like, man, I better make something. It's it was one of those days where it was super productive, but it's like after dinner, like literally my energy just starts like fizzling out, and I'm like, oh, I still got to work out tonight. I got the show. Okay, let's go do that. And I'm like, I need coffee bad. So I just quick made a cup, and hopefully it'll kick in soon. <laughs> if I go silent for a while, just just yell and, and wake me back up. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah you see me hit the roof. We all have those days, no doubt about it. <laughs> so today we wanted to talk about um, something a little different. The bodybuilders that we most respect. Now, they don't have to be pros, although they probably will be because, you know, we generally deal with pros. But just guys that forever, maybe we want to emulate them. Um, guys that we respect just in general. I wrote down five guys. I don't know if you, uh, how you were expecting to do this. Did how, did how many, did you write down any guy? Are you thinking about one guy or what? I mean, I had one guy in particular. Um, but I mean, there, there are a few that I can, you know, just come up with off the top of my head that, that could definitely go in the running. Um, but I mean, there's one guy in general that I'm just like, this is my pick, hands down. Um, yeah, I don't have a guy like that. If I sat down and thought about it long enough, I probably would. But I have – so I have I have three guys. Um, but three guys that are more normal that I think people would expect, and one of them might be a, your, your guy. Is your guy like a, oh, yeah, that makes sense, or a lot of guys would, would pick him, or is it more of a guy who maybe um, people wouldn't think of? You know what? It's tough because my pick in my head – it's a no-brainer, but but that's just me. 
Um, if somebody is like diehard only looking into bodybuilding and titles and stuff like that, maybe it's not on their list. Um, I, I think the one person on your list is definitely one of the people that are on my list, but it's not the person that I think you're thinking of that, that I have at the top. Right. Well, first of all, let's first discuss what we, what we, uh, the criteria for, someone that we respect or that we would like to emulate. Um, I think in this industry and pretty much any industry, it's going to be, for me, it's a personality thing. And uh, I I like people who are genuine. Uh, They don't, uh, they don't mold the, to their surroundings as much. Uh, I mean, everyone has to do a degree, um, but I I feel like guys that, that be themselves and, don't um they don't allow outside influences to change who they are or change their beliefs you know in a negative fashion or anything like that i also like guys who um are able to circumnavigate bullshit and stay out of like maybe i respect guys that can hold a good relationship that's something that takes character uh, especially as a pro bodybuilder and a name. I mean, you have opportunity to cheat and, and go all the time, every day. Uh, every time you travel, you don't have your family with you. And they still hold um, a good relationship and everything like that. So that's another big one. Of course, like general success, how successful they are at bodybuilding. Um, or maybe they have another business. Um, that's another thing. If a guy can hold down a full-time job or more or run their own business. And I'm talking about a personal trainer. Like they go to the gym a couple hours a day where they're going to be anyways. Uh, that's another thing that I definitely is, is a important thing to me. What would you say are your main, what were your main criteria for deciding who your pick would be? For me, it, it was obviously bodybuilding since, you know, we're looking at bodybuilders So, you know, I looked at somebody who had a great career as a pro bodybuilder, somebody who, you know, had longevity in the sport, someone who, um, you know, was was a good personality uh, and, and, you know, kind of what the sport needed to to, you know, help carry on the not the legacy of of bodybuilding, but but to to help further educate people on the sport, get people engaged, create excitement. Um, all through, you know, their personality and, you know, what they've done outside of the sport, uh, you know, what they're doing right now, you know, did they compete and then all of a sudden just completely disappear uh, or are they still in the industry in some fashion? Um, and, and that's pretty much what what I looked at. I mean, I didn't get too too crazy into the criteria. It was just someone who if if I could have, you know wore their shoes and, and continue to, who would that person be? Like, who would I want to be like or emulate or, or be, you know, a a day in the life right now, just to, to see what goes on kind of behind the scenes from what we see and what we hear. And, and, you know, if we met this person or, uh, you know, whatever, you know, is it somebody that we would like to be? Yeah. Another, another big, uh, another big factor uh, with with me as well was the same the same thing kind of uh, someone who I would like to not not be but emulate if I could if I could um, 
in uh, you know kind of not inherit but uh borrow traits from it would be this person and um the the last thing and probably the biggest thing would be how the person's influence affects our sport and affects other people whether it be negative or positive uh sort of the the opposite of rich piana and boston lloyd um i think they're cancer cancer stage four cancer to our our not society because they don't fucking matter in the grand picture the grand scheme of things i think um like cancer to this industry and bodybuilding particularly um i think people who are i guess you'd call them cures for people like rich piana and boston lloyd and now these fucking momos that would uh or fuckos that would um that kind of are now because you see these guys now popping up getting huge popularity just being boston lloyd like this new guy you seen this new guy he's on rx a lot i don't even know what, what he calls what he calls himself but he's got a whole like crew and all they do is take absurd amounts of steroids and dmp and shit and talk about how it's not that bad and it's not um you know who i'm talking about no i yeah, gotta he, be honest like i i try and stay away from that crap like I, I've I've never met Boston. I have no reason to ever meet Boston or to sit down with him. The same thing with you know Rich. It's I would rather stay away from that. I mean, my whole time in this industry has you know trying you know just try to be on the positive and and be a positive influence on in what the industry needs. So I I try not to to get involved in that stuff. I mean, obviously we talk about Rich and Boston on the show, but. I mean, it's not like I'm going out trying to find, you know, who all these people are and learn about them or, or spend time. But, I mean, I, I don't know who, you, who you're talking about. Okay, well, anyone who's into RX Muscle at all knows who I'm talking about. Because for some reason, Dave gives these guys a platform, which is like, I think of all the things Dave does that I don't like. And uh, I'm a huge Dave Palumbo fan. He He's played maybe the biggest role in the entire industry in 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 my um not that he doesn't play a role more of like he i've i've learned the most and i i listen to him uh not necessarily take like not necessarily accepting it all but just listening to see more than probably anyone in the industry so i would put guys up there like bob chicarillo is another guy like that um pretty much any any interview or anything bob's publicly said about bodybuilding i've heard it if I haven't, I'd be surprised. Uh, you couldn't find a video or a radio interview of, of Bob Chick that I haven't heard. Same with Dave Palumbo. Uh, there's a few guys like that. Um, and uh, but, but one thing Dave does do is he gives Boston and this other guy, this other juice head, like, I don't think they, I don't think giving them a voice as a guy like Dave Palumbo is a responsible thing to do. I think it's, like, kind of shameful that you would, like, basically – try to get hits and views off of these cancerous people to the industry as I, as I call them. But, um, in regards to that, putting a good image out there and doing something good for our sport and, and giving good advice. I, my, my first guy I'm going to mention, and like I said, I'll go through my three guys that are, that are more like normal or if the people would ever, ever say, and this first guy might be your guy. Uh, the first guy is Evan Senapani. Um, is that your guy? Nope. So Evan Sonapani, I mean, I, I can't think of anything about him that is that would be bad for the industry. Like if, if every single bodybuilder 
for from now on tries to emulate Evan Sonapani, our sport 100% without question to me is a better sport. Everything about it is better. People are healthier. People are better. People, everything about it, we have a better image. Because not only does Evan stay out of trouble uh, almost entirely, he the the way that he takes care of himself, I think it is people say things like, well, Evan, what Evan does isn't realistic. Not everyone can eat like that, and this, that, and the other thing. It's like, yeah, but let's say, let's take a guy like uh, a, a young guy coming up, like Roman Fritz, or um, trying to think of good young guys coming up, Dallas, uh, or that other kid, Cody Montgomery, um, uh, Dominic Cardone. These young good guys coming up. Uh, they they all do things that seem impossible. Like yeah, eating like Evan seems seems impossible. Like organic, like all grass fed meats, uh, no like condiments or sauces, nothing artificial, no junk, um, tons of different greens. He knows everything about every green. He cuts up all different herbs and spices himself, and he literally makes his food to match what he's doing. Like if he's like Evan will like. C- combine foods and nutrients that have a certain effect on a certain part of his body. Like he, he eats food specifically to clean out his liver. He eats food sp- specifically for his heart, specifically for his skin, specifically for everything. Uh, he almost like uses food as like a supplement. Um, and it, it's, it's not that hard to do. And to say this is impossible, like, yeah, maybe for a normal person, but we're talking about elite bodybuilders Everything they do is like impossible. And if you take a guy like Cody or, or Dominic, like, listen, if you're not healthy, you're fucked. You, you are a bodybuilder. Your body is your sport. It's like LeBron James, like missing one leg. Like you can't do it without a healthy body. It's impossible. So to think that taking extra good care of your body and your health is like an outlandish idea in bodybuilding is almost as stupid as thinking, well, training hard all the time, is this just too much for a bodybuilder to, or, or, you know, uh, dieting. It's like, that's what bodybuilding is. Like, it's an extreme thing, and you have to take extreme measures to be good at it and have longevity. And I think nobody, uh, there's a few guys, but nobody really embodies that like Evan Senapani. Not only does he embody it, but he's very good at um, putting it out there. And, uh giving advice. He's always giving advice. He's always explaining why he does things. He's always trying to help people. So, and one of the greatest things I ever heard was I interviewed, um, it's to this day, no matter what the project bodybuilding trolls say, the best Aaron, Aaron Singerman interview ever. And probably that ever will be is when I interviewed Aaron Singerman for project bodybuilding. And one of the things, even Aaron said it to me, um, one of the things that Aaron said was that he was in the gym with Evan once and Boston Lloyd came up to Evan and, 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 you know, said, Hey, how are you? And stuff And Boston, what Boston said to him was, or no, what Evan said to Boston was, if I was your father, I would be very disappointed. That's what Evan said to him. And wow. that, that, yeah. And that like embodies, like most people wouldn't say that they would just think that. Um, and, uh, people might say, well, it's a dick move or whatever, but I disagree. I think he's he, he that this is just the way it is. Cause cause everything 
Evan stands for and preaches is exactly the opposite of what Boston Lloyd does. Uh, so it makes sense. It's almost like, I don't know. It's almost like, it, you know, but uh, what's that? Wasn't Evan um, part of Blackstone for a while? It, it, it might have been a different company, but he was part of Prime. One, he, one, he was, oh, he was, was one Prime? of the first people with Prime, and then he – And then he, he left because he didn't agree with their practices and what they were trying to do with the company in terms well, of, of marketing, right? Like it, yeah, He said yeah. that it wasn't a good fit for him. Well, yeah, because Evan – and it's another thing. It goes right back to what I'm saying about Evan. Evan has morals, and he stands by his beliefs, and he, he's he's about the greater good. And and basically, I remember – I distinctly remember Prime coming to be because I was like kind of involved with them back then. And I remember them coming to be and them sitting at their little – whatever wherever they were at their headquarters and talking about – I remember them talking about not wanting to use naked chicks to promote their shit. Because it's sleazy, not wanting to give false claims because it's sleazy and stuff. Lo and behold, fucking six months later, they're the sleaziest advertising company in the whole fucking industry. All they are are tits and ass with their products out there. And none of their products were good or really innovative. And they had stupid claims. So Evan was like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, that's another thing I like about Evan. And then, of course, fucking... Matt Meinrod writes a piece about him that's like bashing him and stuff, and every single person in the industry says he's a, Matt Meinrod's a, a complete fucking whack job because no one who's ever met Evans ever said anything but good stuff about him except Matt Meinrod. Um, but, but well, that yeah. speaks volumes. I mean, he's he was probably walking away from a good amount of money. I mean, because oh, he yeah. was literally like the first bodybuilder to to be signed for Prime. So, and I mean, I remember when that happened. I was like, huh, wow. I'm like. I mean, just knowing the background of, of Evan and, and like you were saying that he's a very, uh, you know, morally and ethically driven individual. I'm like, huh, I wonder how this is going to play out because I, I knew the direction that they were probably going to go. And, and I mean, in, in my head, it, it played out exactly how I envisioned it. Exactly. And, uh, that, that's how it went down. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad he did what he did and he didn't sell out. And now you have John Meadows dropping out of that and saying some of the same stuff so i mean yeah who knows something is uh awry over there and i think that company is pretty much dead now anyways it was just you know it, well, it kind I, of... I just saw that singerman is in their hq right now yeah i mean he's still involved obviously i just don't i i feel like maybe i'm just a little more removed than i was but i feel like six months ago that's all i saw everywhere and now I don't. Same with uh. Let, let me correct that. He's not. He's obviously he's he's part of Prime, um, but he's sitting down in Blackstone's headquarters right now. Yeah, see that I don't understand because I'm pretty sure I, 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 I thought him I and PJ had a falling out. Something that and... is that is probably not. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe um, Aaron and PJ are getting back together. I, I don't know, but I thought Ooh. that was kind of odd the way that they split and now all of a sudden Aaron's back at at Blackstone, uh, but. If they were if they were quote <laughs> back together, I would be fucking flabbergasted. Uh, I wouldn't be. Maybe I, I'd be honest. Uh, I'm. I wouldn't be. Um, and, and we don't want to get too sidetracked, but I don't think that it would be out of the question. They they've been friends for so long, uh, and business partners for so long that you know I don't know if 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 enough time away. Um, kind of cleared the air that they both kind of figured out, okay, look, we, we both did some stupid stuff. Uh, let's figure this out and, and figure out how to make some money. 
But I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I don't know. Somebody joked that that Aaron left the pen in his desk that he went back for. <laughs> um. Yeah. Either way. Uh, yeah. It's neither here nor there. But yeah, I, I'm gonna put Evan Senapani on there for sure. Uh, everything he embodies, the way he trains, the way he says people should train, the way he eats, um, all that stuff. His his family life. He's not into you know running around banging everybody. So. That's a good one. I um, didn't think of Evan. I'll yeah, I'm going to put Evan up there. The other two are like more pure bodybuilding, um, hard work, and uh, no bullshit. And it's going to be Branch Warren and Dorian Yates. Um, are either of them your guy? No. Okay, so Branch and – I don't think we have the same guy then because the other two oh. of mine are like a little bit out there. But Branch and Dorian are uh, – this is more like in the gym and just no bullshit guys. I mean uh, – I feel like Branch and Dorian are like untouchable men. Um, I I don't feel like they are. I feel like most bodybuilders you can get to. I I just don't think there's any getting to them. I don't think. I I think you can even get to Evan. I think if someone started a rumor about Evan, this and that, I think I think it would it may bother Evan. Not Branch, not Dorian. Branch and Dorian are the greatest examples that I know of in our sport of guys who are. 100% sure of themselves, 100% um, unbreakable. They just don't give a shit about what other people say. Um, they're they're the best example of being their own man, and uh, I really like that. I really respect those two for that. Uh, and not to mention, people. I don't think people are very good at like putting themselves in other people's shoes and really thinking about what it would be like. I mean. Think about Branch Warren and Metroflex. I mean, the guy trains harder than anybody, but not only is he training harder than anybody, oftentimes it's in a 110-degree warehouse. Like, right. what the fuck? Like, it, it, it's just, it's just, what is that? It's insanity. Uh, and, and not only that, some there's no, there's no uh, heat in the winter. So you're looking at, Sometimes training at zero degrees and sometimes training at 112 degrees when people the, the the if it was 112 degrees where we live, Matt and I, what would happen? It would be all over the news. Don't go outside. Stay inside. Stay hydrated. Talk people. Talk, it would be there'd be people with heat stroke on the news. There'd be old people dying for sure. Yeah. That's when it gets to 98. That's what happens here. And it's way hotter than that there. And he's fucking doing 500 pound squats for 15. You know, it's just like. It's unbelievable what he can do. And you see a guy like, I mean, I love Phil Heath. Don't get me wrong. I, I want him to win 10. Phil Heath, I'm a Phil Heath fan. Um, I'm a Phil Heath fan more than I was a Ronnie fan. Uh, so I think, but if you look at how Phil Heath trains and, and, and where he trains, like it's always perfect temperature. It's never real that hardcore. He doesn't do a lot of free weights. He's, I mean, what he's doing works, obviously. He's made more improvements than anyone probably ever. But the the amount of work and what's the word? The the amount of like struggle and um on like a, a discomfort. The amount of discomfort they both endure is not even in the same galaxy. Uh, if 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 Branch went to train with Phil. On his best day, Phil's best day, whatever that is, shoulders or arms or fucking whatever it may be. I think even in Phil's setting, Phil running the workout, Branch buries him. And then if if, if Phil goes to Branch's place and trains some legs at Metroflex in the summer, 
Phil is a, a, a medical concern trying to get through a workout. You know, like not even, can't even, I, I feel like he'd hang with him a little bit, but it would, it would be bad for Phil. And I think it's just a training thing, but like I said, it's not just training for either of these guys. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of Dorian's training style. It makes perfect sense uh, to me on paper, but a lot of things that Dorian says are, is ineffective. Thousands of people have done with great effect. Like I've heard him say things like doing over 15 reps for upper body is not really effective. It's like, yeah, well, Jay Cutler won the Olympia Olympia four times doing that. So, and same with Dexter and everyone else. So I don't really think that's particularly true, but again, Dorian's another guy who like, you can't, it's like they have this suit of armor on them. They're, 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 you can't affect them. They don't, they don't, they, people always say like, oh, I don't give a damn what anyone says and everything like that. And most people who say that do give a damn what people say, maybe not a lot, but they do. And, uh, I think that, that Dorian and Branch are just two guys that, uh, they really don't. It's they're, they're, uh, they're unwieldable by outside influences and they're going to do what they're going to do. And, uh. That's that. So that that's a that's something that I really really ex, uh, respect uh, out of those two guys. Um, now before I get to my other guys who are a little bit uh, a little bit they, they wouldn't be picked as as quickly I think for other people. Well, who was your uh, your Mister? I'm trying to think. Who would I guess? Uh, is did he re- is he retired? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's funny. Everyone except for Dorian that you talked about um, is is currently basically competing all of my guys are not competing you're gonna say lee haney nope Hmm. let me put it this way it's it's somebody who had a a great bodybuilding career uh a very good businessman in the sense of jay cutler he has bingo i figured that popped into my head when you were describing him so uh i i was very close to putting jay cutler i actually have an md on my desk from like 2009 with Jay Cutler on it, but uh, uh, yeah, talk about Jay Cutler because I, I, uh, he would be my sixth man. I, I mean, everybody knows Jay's career. I mean, he had three Arnold Classic victories, four Olympias, um, and you know, obviously, he, he didn't do too well his his final Olympia, but uh, he was injured at that point. But I mean, looking at Jay, in my opinion, he's everything that this industry needed and to this day still needs um obviously you know ronnie coleman comes up a lot when people talk about you know the best bodybuilders ever and and i would not disagree with that but i feel that jay has truly diversified everything that that bodybuilding has has given him obviously he he competed and was very successful he took that career, decided you know to partner up with BPI, then created Color Nutrition, um, which I don't know how well they're doing. Um, but I mean, he has a, a clothing line. He had, uh, or I, I don't know if he still has. I know that he had several real estate uh, investments yeah. that that he was was a part of, and you know, it's to me that's everything that I would idolize. I mean, the guy had. A, a amazing career in, in bodybuilding. I've sat down with Jay many times. We've, we've shared taxis coming and going to, to expos um, and, and had several different conversations. He's, he's a very down-to-earth guy. Um, 
he's not the type of person that that's going to literally just walk up to somebody and and just start talking. I mean, he's he's fairly reserved, but uh, everything that this guy says is is pure gold. I mean, everything that he's talked to me about from his career to his personal life, it's it literally you just sit there and, and you're just like, holy crap, like this dude has done a lot. And and I idolize that because, I mean, I I started out in the fitness industry as a personal trainer and then went into the supplement industry. Then I went from the supplement industry to starting my own business that involves both the fitness industry and the supplement industry. So, you know, I kind of look at at Jay as, man, like if I could have had a career, I would have want Jay's career. I mean, he started out, you know, basically only just helping lose. his, his – only guys with construction to, stuff. Yeah, and he got a and, only guy to lose the Olympia and win it back as well. Right, right, exactly. Crazy. Um, what was that? Uh, he lost the 2008, right? Yep. And then and he came back to win. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I I placed Jay very very high. I mean, obviously that's that's who I picked. But if I could idolize one person, it would be him. I mean, he continues to go to expos. He does, you know, uh, seminars. He does. I mean, now he's doing YouTube, and and the funny thing is, I don't watch too much of of bodybuilders' content, like their their YouTube channels and stuff like that. But I don't know why I clicked on one of Jay's videos. It popped up, and and he was talking about how back in the day, there there was no YouTube. I mean, you know, barely the the internet was like barely around. I mean, you didn't have the type of content that that we have today, and and he would you know he talked about how he would have to, you know, handwrite letters to people and and sign stuff and kind of snail mail it out. And now we have, you know, these, you know, big productions through YouTube and, and stuff like that. And he was like, man, like, I didn't have any of this back then. So, like, the whole YouTube game is is completely new to me. And, and he was going through all these different things. And, you know, he, he gives a lot of information out on his YouTube. I mean, I, I've only watched a few of his videos, but... I mean, it's it's good content that he's putting out. You know, it's bodybuilding related, it's it's business related, um, life related. And I mean, Jay Jay has gone through the gamut. You know, being married to getting divorced, uh, you know, now focusing on his businesses. And you know, I I just had him at the top of my list just because I idolize the guy for everything that he's done, and uh, and he he definitely deserved it in my opinion. Yeah, that's cool because. Uh... That gives us a, a sixth guy that we we didn't have in there. I thought for sure you'd be you'd have one of my guys, but uh, yeah, I totally agree with Jay. And if you remember a few episodes back, I actually made reference to how um, before social media, I I thought of Ronnie as a better role model than Jay. But now that I now that social media is so prevalent and I really know them better, I think that Jay's a much better role model than Ronnie. Uh, I think that Jay just has the different. Um, I feel like in defeat, Jay was is it was a way much more gracious than Ronnie was in defeat. Uh, Ronnie was a sore loser. Don't let I mean he was a sore loser, uh, and he was also very disrespectful of Jay when they were coming up. And I don't think uh, I don't think Jay was that much like that with Ronnie. But that stuff didn't come out back in the day because everything was peaches and everything was you know rainbows and sunshine because it wasn't really their words it was all edited crap in, in a magazine so not crap but it was edited you know to, to sound good and not make people look like dicks uh but yeah jay is just uh 
one of those uh, guys we talk about who are just go-getters. Everything they touch is like, oh, success, you know, just very, very uh, successful people. Whether or not Color Nutrition's doing good, it's almost like, eh, who cares? <laughs> because we know Jay Cutler's doing good, and th that could fail tomorrow, and he would do something else to make up for it and double. Uh, so my other two guys are, uh, one is obvious for me, it's Lee Priest, uh, because, you know, Lee and I are sort of close, and um, the other one, and it's kind of for the same, even though these guys sound much different, they really, for me, have a lot of things in common. It's Lee and Cedric McMillan. And the reason that is is because Lee and Cedric are two massively popular bodybuilders who have never been, who are and have never been about the fame and the money and the recognition. They just don't care about that. I mean, Lee, Lee basically, he, he put his whole career in like, his not career, that's not a good way to put it. He put his whole like, reputation with the IFPB and the big contracts and everything in jeopardy just because he felt like competing somewhere else and trying it out. Like n n most people wouldn't do that. Cause that means less money and potentially less fame and everything else. But Lee's not the type of person. He doesn't give a shit about that. He doesn't care. People might say that that's not true, but trust me, Lee's not about money and Lee's not about, I know from, I mean, I've spoke to Lee on concerns. Like I've spoke to Lee about almost everything you could think of. And money and fame he just doesn't give a shit he doesn't care how if he's if people know who he is he doesn't care if he just doesn't he's not about that type of thing and same with cedric cedric will disappear between shows no videos no nothing now i don't like when pros don't put out content because i like to see the content but as a person i can understand that i can understand wanting to be with your family and not be so involved in the industry and kind of be low-key and i think they're both uh, they both have that quality where Cedric doesn't need that shit. He doesn't need fame and money for fulfillment. It's not what he's about. Um, and that generally tends to make for a more honest, you know, successful person and success in regards to like happiness and fulfillment. Like we said last week or maybe the week before. Um, and the other thing too is their personality when they are, out there they don't take shit too seriously <clears throat> they don't get offended by shit um i don't i mean maybe maybe uh uh cedric does a little bit but i don't think so uh, and and even if he does they're both very light-hearted they're always joking they're very funny it doesn't i think they make bodybuilding look good i mean of course lee has all the tattoos and stuff and he can be vulgar and, and everything but as long as you're not a kid or someone who's pc I think Lee and, and Cedric are both guys who are they're easy to listen to because they're funny and they don't they don't in any way come off as arrogant pricks, not even close. I mean, if anyone any normal Joe Blow talks to Lee Priest, within the first two minutes, Joe Blow feels comfortable with Lee because Lee doesn't they don't think they're better than anyone else. They don't act better than anyone else. They don't you know they don't like cast judgment on other people who don't deserve it. And uh, I just think both of those guys, because of their humor, their lightheartedness, not taking themselves too seriously, I think those are huge things in people's personality. And just uh, the way they don't, they don't, they don't sleaze out for fucking 
uh, popularity and money. They won't like Lee Priest. He he had a whole bunch of contracts ruined by Muscle Tech and shit because he wouldn't lie about their products. <clears throat> he they he had a falling out with Muscle Tech literally because he wouldn't lie about their products. That's a true story. Who else does that? I mean, we kind of just described how Evan did that. It's like that that's who Lee Priest is. He's not gonna whore out for a company and lie to everybody. Um, say what you will about him, but I respect that sort of thing. Uh, so definitely Cedric and Lee are my other two guys. Um, do you have any? Do you have any seventh guy that you maybe has popped into your head? Well, uh, another guy that that I definitely I I battled back and forth on if I wanted this guy as as my top pick or or my second, and and I decided to go with second, and it's and it's hard not to have him on the list based off of his career and and everything that he's done for the sport and continues to do the, for the sport is Arnold. I mean, think about think about a guy who literally was the face of bodybuilding and today still is. You know, he comes over from Austria with basically nothing, decides he wants to be a bodybuilder. You know, it it then he's in the in the movies. He's an actor. Very, very, very uh, uh, luxurious lifestyle through through acting. I mean, it's something like he was a, a millionaire by thirty, and and everything that he's done for the sport. I mean, heck, he has the Arnold Classic here in the United States with you know uh, in Columbus, Ohio. And think of all the other Arnolds that have been you know just popping up because of how great. Uh, of a show that the Arnold Classic has been in in Columbus. So, I mean, you have a guy who, you know, his story couldn't get any better. I mean, they could do a movie literally just about his story and his life, you know, just make one gigantic documentary on on everything related to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, I mean, it's it's hard not to include him in with everything. I mean, he was the governor, you know, now, you know, obviously he, he wants to run for president. You know, I don't, I don't think they'll ever allow him to do so, but you know, he would love to be the president. I mean, there's just so much stuff that, that he's done for the industry and, and for society. Meaning he was the chairman of uh, the president's council on physical fitness and sports. He, he did all of these things trying to promote health and fitness, uh, getting kids involved, getting adults involved, I mean, there's so much that he's done for society through health and fitness that that brought, you know, that bodybuilding has brought him. And, you know, obviously that led into other things with with investments and, you know, more and more movie roles and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I would definitely throw him on my list just based off of all the amazing things that, that he's done over his career. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I guess if we're going to include Arnold. It's it's almost an unfair comparison just because Arnold has I wasn't really thinking of Arnold as a bodybuilder per se when I was thinking about this although of course that's what he is at his core um, it, I was thinking more of like people who are known mostly for bodybuilding or only for bodybuilding I guess but if 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 we're gonna include him which is fair I think he's top of the heap uh, by far just because with that much power and influence it's almost as if um, you know. He's almost, you know, people are, a lot of people get real bent out of shape around famous people. Um, it's not something that I really understand, especially people who like will cry and shake when they get around an artist and stuff. Like I don't, I really can't relate to that mindset at all. Um, being that just 
affected by someone who, you know, shits and pisses and bleeds just like everyone else. And they go to bed and they put their, like, it's just, I don't know how, uh, like, you know, I, I say if, if Barack Obama walked in this place right now and I was expecting him, it wouldn't be like, I'd be okay. Like, I'd be like, I'd talk to him and say, wow, what's this about? And like, I wouldn't be all shaky and freaked out. I just wouldn't. He's a man. Um, but of all the people, I, people have asked me this too, of all the people who would be like freaky to speak to, it's Arnold. Just because I feel like in an, in a, in a private conversation, if Arnold was able to say whatever he wanted and you could talk to him for a good 40 minutes and get in depth, I feel like that would, that could completely change your life. Something he could say something or give you an idea or give you a mindset that could literally just give yourself just a, a turning point in your life to where you become like he he's that he's that good at succeeding it, that it seems like just a brief conversation with him behind closed doors be, could manifest itself into great success you know. And none of the other guys we've talked about are like that. I mean, I guess the closest would probably be Jay Cutler. Um, but I don't think if I sat down with Jay for an hour, I would it would change my life. Uh, I don't think that's a, a really a possibility or Evan or any of those other guys. Whereas Arnold kind of has that type of uh, clout, you know. Right. But uh, anyway, th- this this is a good discussion and, and we're going to go into our other uh, – our other topic now, and it, it makes it's a good it's a good uh it's it's a good uh, segue just because our our industry really lacks respect. And after a whole conversation of who we most respect in the industry, um, we we thought uh, for our our showstopper this this week we would talk about uh, why we think that bodybuilding or the fitness industry in general has almost completely eluded mainstream television. You have fucking everything on mainstream television. Cooking, fake reality crap, um, you know, every type of... I mean, there's shows that are based just on, like, the smallest, most insignificant things, but there's no bodybuilding. There's there's not even men's physique or bikini or anything. Um, And we're just... We wanted to discuss why we think that is. And uh, personally... I think a lot of the bodybuilding stuff has to do with uh, – it's not a secret that steroids are an issue when it comes to this the, this topic. Uh, but I think it's it's like the the, um, the 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 channels and the and the what do you call them? Not the channels, but the the networks. Uh, the networks, yes, are definitely fearful of having these roided up guys on stage. You know. And, uh, because the general public think that, I mean, I don't care what anyone says. The general public thinks that you buy steroids online and you gain, and you become Phil Heath and all you gotta do is take enough of them and you become Dorian Yates. And then when they take, when they stop taking them, they get fat and small. That's what people think as fucked up as that sounds to us and how as fucked up as it actually is. That's the perception. The perception is you juice yourself to the gills and you become this huge, insane bodybuilder, and then you stop and you lose everything, and that's all that matters. That's what people think. And with the bodybuilders embodying that to most people, I think the networks are afraid of bodybuilding. Um, 
The other stuff, I think, is purely jealousy. Um, I don't think people are more jealous of anything than someone with a great body. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything, that, especially women. Um, more times than not, if female A doesn't know female B, but female B is sexy as fuck, way better looking than female A, female A doesn't like her just doesn't like her because she looks so good. That's how, I mean, like it's like I, I, pretty much every girl I've ever met has been like that. And uh, guys are less openly like that, but there is definitely a an aspect of jealousy where almost like I've noticed it, I'm sure you've noticed it, when you're in really good shape, you have to be really careful how you talk to people, especially when it comes to like things that have to do with fitness and like body image. You can't, you can't say the same things that out of shape people say. You can't act the same way out of shape people act because everything you do when you look good automatically is perceived as way more ignorant, way more cold, way more this, way more that because people are like expecting that because it's a part jealousy in part like this perception of arrogance because you look good. So it's kind of like the whole thing where, oh yeah, she's hot, but she's probably a bitch. Like, well, why? What do you mean? Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of that same thing. And, um, I've noticed it. Like you can't say anything confident when you look good because people think you're a cocky prick immediately. If you say something confident when you're fat and gross, no one gives a shit. They think, Oh yeah, that's good, man. You know? So I think that plays a big role. I think that people don't want to air it and people don't want to see it because they're just fucking jealous, um, of what they would see and what they, what they don't have. Because if you think about all the shit that's on TV right now and the most popular programs, none of it is really anything that the general public is jealous of. Every single human being ever has appreciated good-looking physiques and muscular bodies and stuff. Everyone understands that and appreciates it. What else on TV is, a, is appreciated and understood by everyone that much and envied by everyone that much? I can't think of anything. Like... Some people envy basketball players and football players and this, that, and the other, but not everyone cares about any, like only a, if in the grand scheme of things, only a small percentage of people care about most of that shit. And then a lot of it's fake. So it's not even really like, it's not really, you don't really affect, you're not really affected by it that much, but what someone's body looks like on film is not fake. That's what you're seeing in front of you. And I think it, a lot of it's pure downright jealousy and animosity towards people who look really good um you know like i i mean i remember i went to a luau in hawaii uh you can still hear me right yeah we had a little mishap there and uh we're just making sure we went to a luau in hawaii and uh there's these 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 uh fat women sitting behind us and i wouldn't call them fat women but they were fat if they were tall i'd call them tall and no one have a problem with it if they had blonde hair and i said they had blonde hair no one had a problem with it they're fat um and there, these, these fucking, these, uh, the hula dancers come out and there's one, there's two, there's this one girl, she's probably 14. She has like this perfect little body, perfect skin, you know, little Hawaiian, little cute Hawaiian girl. And the girl right next to her is 300 pounds, five foot two, like fat all over the place. And I, I, I can, I listen to these two fat women behind me talk about how, Oh, look at the eye candy over here, and oh, they don't care about that fat, well, that fat girl. They embrace it over. They embrace it here. They embrace that fat girl. Uh, the that little girl probably never dieted in her life. Probably eats whatever she wants. Like they immediately have to like defend 
fatness. It's like they, 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 they couldn't help themselves but talk about how, oh, that little girl's just lucky and this and that and insinuating that she's probably a little bitch. And then the fat girl, well, they don't care. It's, it's, it, they embrace it here and that's good. You know, it's like that sort of shit. Like what other, what other arena, what other topic does that happen? Where people in the audience are like, well, I mean, if, if, well, it's not really, it's like, it, it, there's, people are so insecure about that and so defensive about that, that I don't think people want to watch it. I think they're too, they're not, they're not comfortable enough with themselves. It makes them feel like they are inadequate and, you know, ugly or whatever. Um, and even if it doesn't, there's something there. And uh, that little example of the luau in Hawaii is a perfect example of it. It's like they they go they they say all this negative stuff about the good looking girl and all this positive stuff about the big fat Hawaiian girl. It's like th- I think that's why uh, that's a big reason why it's not on the you know for the men it's the steroids the networks being afraid of steroids for the women and the smaller guys I think it's just pure like jealousy and uh, just um, people don't want to watch that because they. They roll their eyes, and that that eye roll really means, well, I can't look like that, so fuck those people, you know? Because you don't watch basketball and say, well, I can't can't compete at that level, so fuck those guys. But people look at people, like fitness people, and say, I can't look like that, so, like, it's different, you know? I mean, here we have, you know, negative body image. We have fat shaming. You know, society is more geared towards a norm of being overweight or obese these days. I mean, when you look at the general population and, you know, over 60% of the population is, is overweight and over 30% of those are considered obese. It's, I guess we accept that. And, and I think that when, when we would put something on television that, you know, truly is, is showcasing people at their prime in terms of, leanness and and aesthetics and and you know and i just don't want to single out bodybuilders i mean you can have the guys that look like uh men's physique on on television and you know people will just be like oh oh, okay It, it almost gets people uncomfortable because it's not a matter of what they're looking at is uncomfortable it's they're just not comfortable with themselves but what i don't understand is so you don't want to put anything fitness related i mean yeah we have you know, cheerleading and, and, you know, weird stuff like that, uh, on, on ESPN. I mean, hell we have poker on ESPN, which I I don't understand what that has to do with athletics at all. Gaming. But, but yeah, I guess, but, but to top it off. So I'm saying, I'm saying there's also gaming on ESPN video game. You're right. You're right. Cause they have that Madden and, and everything else that they have on there. You're right. You're right. But here's, here's the kicker of everything. So you don't want to put fitness related stuff on, you know, bodybuilding shows, et cetera, for, for whatever reason. And I get it. It's a niche, but so is freaking poker and gaming and all that other stuff. So, you know, I don't, I don't use that excuse, uh, or, or take that excuse that, that people will be talking about. Oh, well, people will watch that. Well, people watch bodybuilding and fitness too. But if, if this is a, an image issue, then why do they broadcast the Victoria's Secret fashion show? Why don't you have just, you know, fat women up there walking around in the Victoria's Secret lingerie? They don't. It's a bunch of skinny women walking around in, you know, next to nothing or wings or whatever, you know, they decide to come out with. But but yet they're okay with that. And and thousands, if not millions, watch that. 
So what's what's the difference? I don't understand. Like we can look at that and go, oh wow, she looks pretty. Oh wow. So why can't we have fitness up there when we can say, oh wow, okay, you know that competitor is pretty. Or if you talk about a guy, wow, that dude looks good. He you know has a great physique. Whatever. I don't understand. It's almost like there's a double standard where it's okay to have you know non-related things that have nothing to do with anything society would truly want to watch, but then. On the flip side, you have movies that, you know, praise, you know, people that are overweight. I mean, look at television shows these days. You don't have, you know, a television show where everyone is in shape. There, there are none out there. And and in fact, uh, what was the show that got canceled because the lady lost the weight? What was it? Uh, Mike and Molly or something? Uh, Jenny McCarthy's sister or, or cousin or whatever <laughs> they are. She lost a whole bunch of weight and they canceled the show. They said, you can't, you can't lose weight. The fuck you mean I can't lose weight? I'm trying to, you know, make myself healthy so I can live longer. Well, you can't do that. You're going to ruin the show. Well, fuck you. Like, it, that that drove me nuts. Like, my wife watched that show. Um, I, I'm not a big TV fan. But when she told me the backstory of, of what happened and why they canceled it, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, so you're canceling a show because somebody wanted to get in shape. And, oh, my gosh, you can't have somebody being heavy on a show and then the, the next season they're thin or, or thinner. Oh, you, you can't have that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't I, – television, I hate television. And and this whole thing with why fitness isn't on but yet why we promote heavy set individuals on different sitcoms and in movies and, you know, we have, uh, you know, movies like The Nutty Professor where you have families of fat people. You know, we're, we're, we're accepting this into our society. And, and I might be an outlier here, you know, saying, you know, maybe we should all take a step back. And, and think about our health and fitness and, you know, longevity and, and you know, what what consequences could could arise if, if we don't take our health and fitness seriously and make it a priority. But I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just an outlier who, who is just so focused on health and fitness that, you know, we we don't care. You know, we'll go to McDonald's every day because we like it. It's cheap. It tastes good. Well, of course, it tastes good. It's it's full of junk. You know, look at everything else, you know, candy. People like candy. Why? Because it tastes good. It's sugar. You know, I just don't understand society today's, these days how how we normalize, you know, overweightness and obesity. I don't even know if overweightness is a word. I might have just made it up. But <laughs> I, I just I, – I don't understand. Like it, it's – we have Victoria's Secret on television. We have worthless nonsense of, of people playing chess on, on ESPN. I mean – who who thinks watching chess is exciting? I bet it there are less people who would watch chess on ESPN than there would be a fitness or bodybuilding competition. I, I just I don't, don't know. Get I mean, it. chess chess doesn't make people feel insecure about themselves. Um, and with the, the I mean the the <clears throat> Victoria's Secret thing is a is a good point. Although I don't think Victoria's first of all Victoria's Secret that stupid bullshit is not about their bodies. It's about – so you're going to have fashion people watching that. And they don't care about the bodies. Um, and you're going to have guys who haven't discovered porno yet watching that. Ooh, I'm so hot. <laughs> um, and, and not to mention, I, I'm I'm kind of if, – if I don't think that that could – I don't think that would garner enough attention to stay afloat if it wasn't for the fact that Victoria's Secret's like a – you know, multi, multi billion dollar company that can do whatever the fuck they want. So I don't, you know, I think there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, it's a good, it's a decent comparison, but I think 
I don't think that any I don't think that many people watch it and I do think that there are a group of people who absolutely refuse to watch it um it's just not about the physiques necessarily and a lot of people watch it just for the the um the awe factor of the stupid shit they wear uh I hate fashion by the way fashion and fashion and art are two of the things that just annoy the hell out of me like things that people say are great fashion and great art and it's just like nonsense put together like I don't that kind of get kind of uh that shit rubs me the wrong way for some reason like a bunch of splashes on a on a canvas and people saying it's like brilliant and it's worth a million dollars like maybe to you you fucking moron it's not worth anything to me but I don't know but uh yeah, I don't. I think I think it has a lot to do with that. And like you said, the, as our society becomes, as basically what you're saying is abusing our bodies and slowly destroying them, and not giving a shit about that, has become the norm. Um, being fat, not working out, eating candy and junk food. I mean, I don't know how much everyone listening interacts with the general public. But, man, do people eat bad. Like, I know I harp on this a lot, but holy shit. Like, people I work with, there are people I work with, and I'm not exaggerating. All I've seen them eat is candy and Burger King. I can think of, I can think of, I won't name them or anything. I can think of specific people who, the only thing I've seen him eat is pizza and candy and, and like, cookies. That's it. That's all I've seen. And, and the only thing I've seen him drink is coffee and sugar soda like how can you even survive and then another another person i know all i've ever seen them eat is candy um it's it's always uh rice krispie treats peanut butter cups some other chocolate burger king that's it once in a great while some shitty subway and that's it like what the fuck like that doesn't even and this is normal people they don't even look that bad no one would call them fat or out of shape or anything not they, no, they might call them out of shape, but they wouldn't say like no person would look at them and be like, oh, God, like you can tell it's like it's just normal and nobody else like I see that I don't say anything because, again, if you look good and you say something about a not look good person about what they eat, oh, boy, hold on to your fucking shorts because you're going to get hammered and they're going to hate you for life. But just because you're trying to give them a good fucking advice. You can give them advice on anything else and they'll be okay with it. But you talk about their eating as a good-looking person, God forbid. You're fucking, they turn, you're, you're fucking Satan and they want you to get hit by a car. Um, and I think that whole mentality right there is why our fitness shit is, is a big reason why it's not on TV. Now, the other big reason we haven't brought up and uh, I kind of wrap it up with this is there's a money component too. Like I think a lot of the reason the Victoria's Secret shit is on TV all the time is because Victoria's Secret can fund that shit. They can make it huge. They can make celebrities. They can have celebrities show up and all that nonsense. We don't have that kind of money necessarily. Uh, and even if we do, the people who uh, would be putting it on certainly aren't aren't uh, going to give up that money. So. That's another problem we have. Obviously, it, it it would cost us money to run this to run things online or on the on the on TV and especially mainstream television. And I think that costs money and uh, money that we either don't have or more than likely they just won't spend. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of things to it. I don't think that we'll ever see bodybuilding or fitness on mainstream TV much at all. I don't think that's something that uh, is going to come to pass. 
anytime soon. Although there is a new documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you saw this about uh, men's fitness models. Uh, and actually, Greg Plitt is on the cover um, of this documentary. So wow. I don't know if they go over his death or anything. I didn't watch it. Like I, That would be hard to get through for me watching fit, fitness models. But yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, it's, it's a new thing on Netflix, but um, it's not as if people... I mean, a few, you know, young, horny girls will watch that, but nobody else. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think that's what it comes down to. I think that the entire, the entire way that our society is going is the reason why it's not on TV. Um, and then, of course, the steroids with the men. And the men, the open men and the open bodybuilders are what... They're, they're, they're the backbone of the whole thing. They're what, they're what started it. So without them, there's this huge gap, this huge bridge you have to cross to get the other shit on TV. And it's just, it's just not, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I just can't imagine bikini on TV. It would just be like, it would just get roasted so hard by the general public. And actually for good reason, bikini's a fucking disgrace to humanity to me. But, uh, same with dude, if, if men's physique was on there, I think, I think all people do would bash it because they would, in in order to make themselves feel better, they would bash the shit out of it. So they felt, you know, I think that's, that's what would happen. It would be like tons of hating. And, uh, that, that's, I think that's a big reason why it's, it's, it's not on, but, um, you know, with that, uh, definitely go check out ironmagazine.com, ironmaglabs.com, buy some good, uh, pro hormones and supplements over there. Uh, ironmagresearch.com research chemicals and peptides the best in the industry high potency uh, uh, Jeff 15 15% off at checkout at ironmagazine.com and ironmagresearch.com that's G-E-O-F-F-1-5 for 15% off at checkout uh, check out Bodybuilding Nerds Radio over at Bodybuilding Nerds follow those guys uh, those guys are the bomb another good show um and Iron Magazine, where all the content is, this is where this goes up. Our articles go up over there. Matt has a ton of good content over there. Uh, follow us and Matt on uh, me on Instagram, Matt on Twitter, both of us on Facebook, uh, whatever else Matt is on. I'm not sure. But uh, that's all I got, Matt. What do you got for the uh, closing word? Got nada. Just go check out the content. I mean, we say it almost every episode, and it's kind of like a broken record, but nobody nobody has the the, you know, type of content that we put out everything like you said you know prior from you know steroid talk to supplements to nutrition to you know different research that's going on you know whether it's uh diet related or maybe it's a you know type of new food that people are really getting into that that's healthy i mean it runs the gamut of of content topics that are over there so you know check out ironmagazine.com there's tons of stuff over there absolutely and with that, we've come to the episode of a, the end of another episode of Central Bodybuilding, episode 79. Uh, next episode is the Big 8-0. And with that, I am your host, Jeff Roberts for Matt Wyke, and we are out of here. <laughs>